Hi, and welcome back to another episode of After School with Dylan Mack. Today we are podcasting with Mark Kukowski, a global academic dean who works at Admin News, the world school, whose lessons are drawn from concepts such as philosophy, educational theory, and psychology research, where he puts it all into classroom settings. Today is a bit of a different episode where, instead of just getting Mark's career path, we also get into the philosophy that he dabbles in, and he gives us like insight into younger people such as myself and some of you guys on finding a passion, things like growing up, and more. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you'd like to support me further, please go to my Instagram, website, or Patreon and support me there. Thank you and enjoy. So, hello everyone. I'm with Mark Kukowski. Uh Thank you so much for coming onto the show. And, hey, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. I, I can't tell you how cool it is to be in this space with you and uh, to be invited on your podcast. You know, we go way back. Like your listeners should know, Dylan. Like we go like way back yeah, to the like, day. Like, ooh, like baby me. Like baby. baby back to the day. You know, family friend here. So it's all good. So anyways, just introduce yourself, you know, who you are, what you do, you know, all that jazz. Well, so um, I am a global academic dean at Avenues the World School. Um, I've been working there for about seven years. And the primary focus of my work is on a very special program that we run there called Mastery. Um, And what I'm really excited um, about to, to chat about with you, Dylan, is um, my work is really about helping students connect with their interests and their passions and over the years to kind of like explore with them and then really like begin to lock in and try to develop um, some focus over time. Uh, you know, and we do that through the mastery program. So that's what I do. Yeah, so did you were you like always interested in doing something like this, like with kids or oh yeah, so I wanted to be a teacher for like a really long time, actually. Um when I was in elementary school, I knew that I was like just really into like being in school and learning. And so I decided early on that I wanted to be and follow this path. And then of course, like, you know, things happen in your life and things shift around. But teaching like always was something that I was always kind of doing, right? Like even when I look back at my old jobs, right? I had a job as like a snowboard instructor at wow. one point. Um, really? And then I was like teaching people how to snowboard. And this is like 30 years ago, right? So I mean, we're talking like way back in the day. I had like maybe, <laughs> maybe like three lessons because there's like no one snowboarding actually at that point. Really? Uh, it's pretty big now. Oh yeah, it's like a totally different world, right? <laughs> Completely. Um, but when I look back over my life, I realized that there was a lot of things I was doing. They were always kind of teaching in some way. And so when I got through and I was in college, um, I decided to kind of go back and, you know, just drive forward and get my degree in education. But this work that I'm doing now is connected in some really interesting ways with things I've done Uh, as a student myself, I was really lucky that I had an opportunity to be in a program where they gave us space and time in the day 
in order to like just kind of go after things and do cool projects that we were interested in. Explore basically like. That's exactly it, right? And it was formative for me. Uh, That experience really changed me as a learner and it gave me a totally different view of school. So when I like catapulted my own career, right? And started like working, um, it doesn't surprise me that my work has veered into this territory um, because it was so meaningful to me personally. I've seen the power of it for students. So let's get like a full, is this like the signature question that I always ask everyone? Yeah. Just to get like a better understanding of how you like, like, you know, where basically you came from. So imagine this, Mark, you're a sophomore in high school. It's like a Tuesday night after class, you know, so it's not like a Friday. You're not going out really, but it's like, basically like, what are you doing? Oh yeah. And so sophomore year was like, actually for me, like, like really critical year. I think when you talk to people, sophomore year is like one of those really life-changing years uh, for a lot of people. Cause you're no longer like a freshman, but you're not really an upperclassman and you're starting to kind of figure it out. And I certainly was in my sophomore year. Uh, I loved literature and I loved reading and I loved skateboarding and I loved snowboarding. So you found me doing probably number one, my homework, and then reading, you know, some cool like type of book or something. Uh, if I wasn't out snowboarding or skateboarding with my friends or so, sophomore year was also when I started playing uh, music seriously. And so I was playing the bass guitar like all the time. So that, you, that's kind of like my background. Do you st- can you still play the bass guitar? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I play guitar actually now. I, I transitioned from bass into uh, guitar. Uh, I play violin, so, you know, I don't really know much, but, you know, we're both strings players, so. What are you talking about you don't know much? I'm sure you've been doing it for a while, right? I've been doing it for, like, six years, you know? I, I used to play piano, but I don't know. I never found it super interesting. Now that I'm older, I, I kind of miss it. I wish I continued with it, you know, but still got hey, violin listen, under the belt. Listen, it's nothing to regret because you can start again at any one, any point, right? You could start picking it up and be like, yeah, yeah I've been trying to I'm going back learn to it. it. With a little little app, you know, try to get back into it, you know, rediscover my, my piano roots when I was like six years old. But hopefully, we can get those soon. No, totally. And well, and Dylan, you know, like as, as you know, I was mentioning to you earlier, um, you know, we could talk about like my journey and everything, but I think we have like a really unique opportunity today to really explore some of like the work that I do for your listeners, because I know a lot of your listeners are, are listening to your podcasts, probably trying to figure it out for themselves. Yeah, right. Same and, here. Same here. And, and that's awesome, right? Like we should never stop trying to figure it out. And here you have someone on the other side of the zoom call who has quite a lot of experience um, in this world of like, interests and how we find our interests and our passions, creativity, motivation, you know, so we have a lot of things that we can dig into today for your, for your listeners. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited myself. Cause you know, I want to learn. Cause you know, with all my previous guests, I always talked with them and like a lot of, like, I realized a lot of them found their quote unquote, like passion at different stages in their life. Some people thought they always wanted to do, you know, one thing for their entire life. And then like, boom, like one day, like this switch. And, you know, it's pretty, I guess it's pretty scary as a kid. You know, you don't like, 
you're you're kind of pressured by adults like hey what do you you know you always ask the question like hey what do you want to do when you're older you know what do you want to do for the rest of your life and I, but it's daunting right like it's a terrible question and one of the one of the things that a lot of parents themselves ask me right when they get me um in a q a period after a presentation or you know at some point back to school night they go oh my god it's so much pressure for a kid to like find something that they want to pursue for the rest of their life. And my take on it is actually, it is a lot of pressure if that's what you're trying to do. But that's actually, I don't think the right way of going about it, right? It's kind of like this, I don't know, you know, almost sort of thing, like if you're searching for it, it's going to like, you know, by exploring, you're going to find it right? If you're going after one specific thing, it's going to be hard to find it. It's going to be really difficult to find, right? Like, so you you almost have to go like really wide and explore a lot of stuff in your life in order to kind of even just figure out first, like, what do you like, right? Like, what are the things that you're good at, right? There's a researcher whose um, name is Sir Kenneth Robinson, and he, he has, yeah, he has like <laughs> one of the, actually, if you looked on um, the TED website, he has one of the most popular websites full time. And he has a book up called The Element, right? And in Kenneth Robinson's book, he says that like trying to find that, that thing, finding the thing that is your element, right? Is trying to figure out like what you're good at and then what you love to do and that space that where they overlap, where those two things overlap, that's your element, right? And that's you know what I'm searching for. Yeah. And but you know it when you're into it, right? Because you begin to lose track of time, right? Like you look down and like hours. Oh my God. Like what happened. Yeah. Totally. Right. Or you do things that people have questions about. Like I might ask you, hey Dylan. It's really interesting to me that you decided to start a podcast. Why did you do that? Right. And that's a clue. Like there's these clues from your life that are all around you, but we don't stop enough to kind of take a look at what those clues might be, uh, you know, and put them together into a story or even to kind of figure out, hmm, I think I kind of want to explore this thing a little bit. Do you think people find their element or passion like, naturally or do you think searching for it is like the best way because i've seen both angles right there's some people like they they're searching they're searching they found it kind of but then there's some people like i had this one guest you know he wanted to be a doctor or he thought he did for his whole life and then he like realized like he got sick one day from like looking at the blood and so and, and since he got sick like he couldn't like go out or something so he bought ingredients and started cooking for himself and then he fell in love with cooking, and then he became a restaurant owner, chef, Michelin star chef, actually. So, dang, look at that, right? Isn't that an extraordinary And he was, he was older, like he was older in life, right? It's not like a kid, like you know, like he's not like he went to college for it or was preparing for it his whole life. It was like a sudden switch in a day, and it was, it's amazing, you know, because yeah. he's actually really good at it. And you know, Michelin star, I mean, you got to be pretty good. Well, and if we were to talk, if I was to talk with him, right, and the questions I would ask him it sounded like he was trying to live someone else's life, right? Like there were these expectations that his maybe family or someone had of him, but it wasn't who he was authentically, right? So he was doing these things because people were telling him to like do this pathway. Well, it's like planting a seed in his 
brain. Right. Do that pathway. And, and you know, and, and I think there's a certain amount of wisdom if, if you're thinking from a financial perspective, like, oh, well, you know, you, you have to make some money to live, right? Like, I mean, you know, that's, I think that's a reality, but someone's going to do the thing that you dream of doing and love. So why not be you, right? Like, why not like make it be you? Like when you find that thing, you know, here's, here's a, your story is someone who's like, he's achieved at a really high level and he's a pretty, like, I'm going to make some assumptions about him, right? Being a doctor, you've gone through a lot of schooling, you're super smart, you're motivated, you're driven, but just not feeling like this thing that he ended up in. So what do we do, right? We transfer that energy and all that enthusiasm and that hard work and that ethic of like excellence into something else. And of course he's going to be successful at it, right? Because of all of those things that he's built in his life to make him a success in the thing that he really wants to drive after. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a lot of people and a lot of people said, if you have the passion for it, it will always be successful. I was wondering what you thought of that. Yeah, I, I agree with it. Right. I mean, and I think it has a question of like, what is success? And then we have a, have to have a question about like this. Ooh, word, that's a big question. It's passion. Like this word about passion too. Right. Because um, actually the word for passion comes from a Latin word. Um, the Latin word is patior and it actually means to suffer. What? Yeah. The word for passion in, in the modern context, we see the words passion as like, you know, this thing, it's like, oh, so inspiring and, and all that. <laughs> but the actual root of the word is from Latin. It means to suffer. Right. Really? Um, I never knew yeah. that. And there's a lot of ways we might interpret like what that means, right? For, for people who are using it. And I think that there is a, a certain amount of suffering. Um, oh, when yeah. you talk about like. It's passion. obviously not like a smooth sailing upward climb to. Definitely not. Quote, unquote, success, whatever that means. Yeah. It's an exercise and frustration in, in many respects, right? There's, um, you know, I, I work in the, the realm of mastery. And so there's a writer who wrote a book. Um, which is largely based on piles of research um, that we could argue if he's given them enough credit or so. Um, but he says that, you know, that mastery attracts because mastery eludes, right? And this writer's name is Dan Pink. And I think that that's a really interesting quote, right? Like that we're like, we're compelled to try to develop this competency just because it's out there, right? Like we need to push ourselves and explore. And for me in my personal, like professional life, I'm searching for the limits, right? Like I want to make school like the most awesome place on the planet that where kids are just thriving and so excited uh, for being in their classrooms and inspired to be there. And, you know, what does, what does that mean? Right. What is that? And how, like, yeah. how do you have to push your practices? How do you have to think outside of the box or think in different ways at common problems that we approach? Um, and so there's an element of creativity um, that, that comes along with it too, that I think becomes a really interesting, uh, you know, an interesting feature. But for listeners who are out there, right? One of the, one of the best ways you can start trying to look for some of these clues right? is trying to like identify just those two questions I asked from Kenneth Robinson in the beginning. 
Like make a list of all the things you like. Like, what do you like spending your time doing? And actually adults can do this too. Cause as you pointed out, Dylan, like we, even though we're older, like we don't stagnate, like we can change yeah. our lives. We You're can not do, like set like, in stone for the rest of your life. Yeah. And actually when you get older, sometimes you've got some like financial, like, you know, if you've saved up some money, you've got a little bit of More freedom. Flip play, right? You can play around and explore new things that you might not have been able to do when you were a kid because you're an adult now. It's like you're saying with um, the the piano, it's like never too late, you know, to start like learning something that you've always wanted to learn or, you know, something new. Totally. So I I recommend to your, your listeners to start with that, that if you're searching or you even want to just want to like explore new interests, really like take a look at those two things, like make a list of things that you love and then make a list of things that you're good at and then see if there's an overlap. Are there things that you're good at and you love, right? And if there is, and you haven't started exploring them, then you should start making a little extra time in your life for that thing, right? I mean, we spend a lot of time in the day on these screens, right? We're on a Zoom screen New right age. now for your listener, right? And it, it is, right? Um, and I look back at my life, right? And I didn't get a phone until I was like post, like a, a phone like this, right? Like, an, uh, yeah, no, iPhone. Smartphone, yeah. Yeah, smartphone. Until I was like, you know, well into my 20s and, and graduated Same from with college. my parents, yeah. Yeah, because no, they just didn't exist. They were and these big, big chunky yeah. things. <laughs> That's what they always tell me. But what, what came along with the promise of the internet was an age of distraction, right? And I think like that's that's one of the things that's beginning to keep us back. I mean, if you take a look, right, Dylan, if you've read, and I'm sure you think about friends at school or whatever, you know, there is a, a surge of depression that is occurring. And we could talk about the pandemic yeah. and like difficulties that people have had course, yeah. and everything. But I don't think that these devices have actually helped us very much also. I mean, I think they've helped us connect on Zoom to people who maybe we miss. I mean, and that, this, that's is been really important. this is great. Right. But outside of that, it's like, well, what do we do on these devices? And are we using them to capture their potential and help us expand our horizons and take things further? Or so are you're we saying using it could almost like confine time? someone into this little... Totally box of you know like you know the rectangle like the iphone yeah yeah definitely in in a number of different ways right i mean because it is a distraction and it's always present right number one you may think that you're exploring your interests but all you're doing is just like recycling a feed right that's telling you the same thing over and over again right and we saw this with like Facebook um, and their algorithms feeding news, right? Like you think you're like doing deep research and exploring, but then in the end, actually you find out that really you're just being fed stuff, right? So how can we break those cycles? And like, what can we do to actually open up more room in our lives in order to spend a little extra time exploring these interests? And one of the things I'd suggest to your listeners is, Turn the phone off, like literally. Like, like go outside, like start. 
yeah, whatever that thing that you're interested in, spend some extra time. Like you're going to need the internet because there's amazing resources on no way, the internet. So, yeah, my dad's saying like, like when he wants to learn something, he has to go to the library, find the book, read about it. But now it's just like, boom, like millions of articles on how to like do certain whatever. Is... Totally. And, and more than articles, it's like people who are so amazing just posting content on youtube about how to do things people right like teaching, and just like you yeah that's it right and it's the sort of thing people when they when they have something that they love to do they want to share it with the world right and i think like that's where you see the best of youtube where you see people who are just posting random things that they do because they find it interesting or they took this something apart and they they modded it in some way and they just want to show people how to do this if you're interested and if that's your thing like wow what a cool resource um you know and that's that's the best of the internet like so it has its goods research. and its bads compared that's to it. when you guys were kids or yeah and i think the other piece is you know the the social um i don't even know if it's really social media it as a problem, right? But the one thing that I do worry about with people in social media is um, comparison, right? Compar- because everyone's that, comparing. Like, you, you just do subconsciously, even if you like. Right. And when we're talking about our interests, like it takes years and years to develop our interests, right? So when you are at an early stage of development and interest, and if you're comparing yourself to someone who's been doing it for years, but maybe they're pretending that they haven't been, right? Or like, we don't know the story of some of the posts. Yeah, like you never know the people full are doing. context, exactly. Totally, right? So you need to be skeptical. But that can be really damaging to someone who's just starting out because they're like, a lot of people might say, oh my gosh, like, I'm just never going to get to that point, right? Like, that, I'm never, I've, it's going to take me like too that. long. I really felt like that. Right. And everyone, everyone feels that because you see someone doing something so extraordinary, it can be really demotivating actually, because that stretch, like that gap, the gap between so where far, you like, are and where that person is, is too far. So what do we have to do? Right. Like we need to like shorten our gaps and shorten the steps. So it's like when you're, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to someone who's at a level that you're nowhere near right? Rather, what you want to be doing is set smaller goals, right? And if you're going to compare yourself, find other people who are kind of in or like make you stretch, like we call it a stretch. Like where, pull you up, not like too far though that you break, well, or, let's say. Well, a little bit different though. When I'm talking okay. about a stretch, I'm talking about like extending for you with violin, right? If you're working on a piece that's too difficult, you're going to get very frustrated if it's in like three, four time and it's got, you know, quarter note triplets all over the oh place oh, mixed yeah. in with like, that's terrible. You know, that's too much already. Notes, everything, right? You're just like, oh, this is going to be messy, right? Like it's going to be messy and awkward. Um, and you might not be ready for that. But if you like, build yourself up to that like you you work that piece that has the quarter note triplets that's a little simpler and piece by piece right it's like that slow and steady really does win the race when it comes to interests and passions um and so i think like social media like 
can be really damaging to um, to people who are trying to develop skill in areas. I feel like it sometimes gives people like life. a false like impression of things. Like yeah. I feel like some people don't understand how hard you have to work for to get to get to that place because it could like, the person on social media could be like like overnight success like got this but like you don't really know and then and then when people try to get that overnight success and it doesn't happen they're like maybe this isn't for me and then they give up and then I feel like that's just like that's never like. You know, it's never the full story. And like... It is never the full story. And in fact, Dylan, I'm so happy you brought that up because I think more often than not, like the media and um, social media and just regular media like that story. Like, oh, the person who, who like, wow, like they hit it big or like whatever. Look at this yeah. talent. Massive, like whatever. Yeah. You know, six-year-old skateboarder, like or whatever, <laughs> right? But, you know, I think like when you really get into it, what you're seeing are hundreds and thousands of hours of intentional practice in areas, if it's a performance sort of thing, um, or research um, that people read books upon books for years upon years. And all of it, like all of it is preparation, right? And so in the world of creativity, right? There are different cycles of creativity. And like many of the cycles begin with the stage of preparation, which gets you to a certain place in the creative process, right? So like all of that preparation you do, it like you may not be even using it like right in real time, but it's going to come back in some way. Like all of that dedication, all of that practice and all of that work eventually will get you to a place where it's going to all snap together, right? And so really what we're doing is we're preparing ourselves for an opportunity that might arise, right? And that's what we're looking for. I think in all of our lives, right? Like it's this preparation that we do in order to seize upon opportunities, um, that might open up for us, right? Like your friend who became a restaurateur, Mm -hmm. right? Like he did a lot of work and he probably was cooking in the past or whatever, but he did a lot of work. And then there was a moment where there was this open window for him. Right. And I'm sure that's it. And he had done enough prep work through his life in various places and spaces to see, recognize the window and then like go after it. And even when the window's open, it's not, it's not easy, right? It's actually probably some of the hardest work is when the window opens and you go for it. But that's where like your, your perseverance over the years, uh, like doing so, this work. I mean, do you, would you say, cause I know there's probably some people that argue and say, oh, like what a waste. He should have started cooking like the moment, you know, he came out and like, you know, he should have like, whatever. Do you think, would you argue that you think it was important? This is how it happened. Like became a doctor and then et cetera, et cetera. Do you think it's important? Like, you know, or do you think, do you think like, do you agree with these people that are like, oh my God, like, like so much medical school for what? Like, ugh, like, you know, I, some people say that and I'm like, oh, like I thought like, I mean, like it happened though. Like look in the end, he's, he's happy. Like this is how, so well, that's it, right. And everyone's life is unique. Right. And I think we need to like recognize that, right. Like the idea that there's a cut pathway that you're gonna like that's that another thing with social media down. as well yeah a lot of people think there's like a direct way like i have to do it this way or else like it's not gonna happen like, right and and i would say that there are definitely like you know there's definitely ways of like 
practicing certain things. There's definitely some methods and tried and true methods. And, and there's certain, I would say, pathways that are available, like, and that might even be, we might consider them tried and true, but they're not the only ones. And I would say probably like the reason maybe why your friend was so successful as an entrepreneur, and again, not knowing the whole story, but I wonder like, might it be because he actually took the other ramp for a while and then he realized that wasn't where he wanted his life to go and then kind of, you know, pivoted and went in a new direction. I know who, know, who knows? I think he was saying something like, he's glad it happened this way because he was somewhat interested, in, of course, in becoming a doctor. I mean, that's why he did it. But um, he said, like, now he has no regrets, right? Like, he, he tried that, like, basically, like, been there, done that. Like, and now he's fully, like, and I think he said that helped him focus on what he really wanted to do in the end, which was become a cook and, like, raise your focus on that. Which no, totally. Totally, right? And so I think, like, the important thing, a big takeaway for all of your listeners today is really to just, like, begin to explore those things that you've always wanted to do and that you've never tried, right? Like that would be another list you could make, right? Like sit down and think about things that you've always been interested in, like something that's always just been kind of interesting to you. Like for instance, over on the West side, right? They used to have that, um, that, that um, trapeze that you could actually go and I'd never done it, but I love like, spinning and like flying in the mm-hmm. air and that goes back to the snowboarding and the motorcycles and all that stuff but like there's something Ooh, i've always like motorcycles Oof, i remember uh, that. yeah no doubt right and i've always wanted to like do something like that with like a trapeze or whatever um and i never never did i don't think it would become like a profession or a, a lifelong <laughs> profession or something but but even just the experience of trying new things like that openness to experience um there are in the world of psychology, there's um, a test called the big five personality test, right? And openness to experience is one of the, um, one of the features of that test. And that openness to experience is so vitally important to creativity. If you're talking to someone, you'd be like, you got to have an open mind. That's like number one. You think that's like very important. Well, I mean, it's a question of can you, can you develop an open mind or is it fixed, right? And mm-hmm. I, I don't have enough of a, a psychology degree. And I think that's something <laughs> that people could argue about. I, some people might argue you can shift the, the needle, right? But maybe you'll always go back to- The needle is always like set and yeah. Right, but you can shift it by doing certain things. But, you know, I would say like, yeah, like make that list of things that you're, you've always wanted to try. And then put down your phone and figure out how you can go try it. Do it with your friends. Like, just go out and then see how the, re- the experience resonates with you, right? If it, failure if it's is okay, right? Totally. Like, yeah. Like, if you're not failing, right? Like, so our friends when snowboarding, right? Like, we'd always say, you know, if you're, if you're not falling, then you're not pushing yourself. Right. Mm. And so there's a mindset from the world of like skateboarding, snowboarding, that if you're not like actually failing, then you aren't pushing yourself. You're not getting better. That's it. Right. Like you're going to stay at a certain level there. And I think there's some wisdom in that, actually, just in in our lives. Like if you're not pushing yourself outside to the limits of of the comfort zone or or outside. um, Yeah, that's when you start to stagnate. Right. That's when life starts to get boring. So. For like just listeners in general, how what advice would you give them to, like you know, 
I, I remember some kid was talking to me and they're like, you know, my parents are saying I need to find like what I want to do. I'm a little stressed <laughs> out. And like, I remember I was talking to some, I asked someone else uh, on my podcast this question and they said, you got to have patience and like you, you can't rush things. And I was wondering what you thought about that. No, I think that that's absolutely right. Right. I think um, when people are putting pressure on others to like find that one thing, right. You know, people change, right. And we grow and we need to be flexible. Right. And so I think there's things that we're going to learn from each of these experiences that we go through. Right. And to me, like, it's about trying to get as, as far down into something to really explore the depths of it as far as you feel comfortable before your interests might shift to something else, right? And giving it yourself the time to really experience deep learning in these different areas. Because those skills that you learn in that place, those are the things that are actually transferable. That's why I keep coming back to the, your, your friend who's the restaurateur. He was learning all sorts of skills about what it means to persevere and gain deep knowledge in area. Now that knowledge is not transferable, right? We know that from research. Like if yeah. you're studying as a doctor, that's not going to help you become a great chef. <laughs> but what is transferable are all of those things that taught you how to get deep, right? Like all of those like uh... metacognitive skills that you learn, the study strategies, all of those things are things we can apply to different areas. So while the content doesn't uh, travel. You're saying like how he learned is like, transferable. Yeah. Like right? the skill of learning, basically, if that makes sense. Right. Totally. That's exactly it. And that's what we're looking to do, um, you know, to give those skills so that when people figure out where they finally find themselves in an interest that they're like, I probably could do this for a really long time. They already have some skills about how to get deep fast. Right. And this is the reason why, if you think about it, there's some people in the world, and I'm sure you know a number of them, Dylan, they just seem really good at everything they do, right? Like yes. they're successful and they're really good. And I would make the argument that it's because they know how to get deep. And then As because they've had that experience and they've, they've been able to um, really wrestle with ambiguity and complexity and problem solving, and it's made them wise, right? And so that's where they can transfer those skills into something else that might not be content related, but that's related in that, in that way. So what about, what would you say to students that are like, like I've tried and I'm, I'm getting demotivated. How do I, how do you, how do you, how would you tell students? Like what advice would you give them to like how to handle demotivation? What would you yeah, tell them? I would step away for a little while. Right. And I would like, if, if you're not getting the same juice out of it, like you used to, you might need to do a little bit of reflection and soul searching. Right. And, and put it down for a little bit. Right. Like this, this pursuit doesn't have to be an everyday 24 seven. Like it goes back to the whole patience thing you. that you said. Yeah. Right. Like put it down for a little bit and, and really like take priority, like take a look at your life. And why might you be feeling this way about this thing at this moment? Is it really about the thing that you're exploring and your interest for it? Or is it about something else? Is there something else in your life that's getting in the way of your enjoyment of that thing? So that's a really important thing to put things down, start reflecting, start thinking of 
yeah, and just take a break once in a while, like, right, do something new, right? Because if we've learned anything from the world of creativity, it's that like our most creative selves are happening when these really interesting interconnections happen in things that we weren't even like, like expecting. So for instance, right, there's this weird statistic out there that like Nobel Prize winners in science there's like a very large number of them who are amateur magicians. And it's just a weird thing, right? It's a weird <laughs> coincidence that these amateur magicians also happen to be amazing scientists and they end up winning like Nobel prizes for their work. And that's interesting. And could it be, I'm going to hypothesize here, like that maybe doing the magic gives them a little bit of a break or a different angle of looking at science, right? It lets them approach science in different ways um, and how they're trying to solve problems, right? You, I, I use magic there, but it could be anything, right? It could be acting or it could be just doing something really interesting. I used to play Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid, right? And I will still say to this moment, playing Dungeons and Dragons when I was in middle grades, one of the most educative experiences really? of my life because Dungeons and Dragons is this really complex rule set, right? And you have to learn all I tried playing rules. and I, 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 I played once and I, it's hard it's to understand. Confusing, you don't understand it. But once you really understand how to play the rules, then you begin to realize that everyone who plays Dungeons and Dragons kind of tweaks the rules of the game for their own friends, right? Like some people will play with encumbrance, others don't, right? Or wait and stuff. Um, how long you have to wait to memorize a spell. Like, I mean, everyone tweaks the game for their purposes, right? And that was a really valuable life lesson for me because what I really learned how to do, Dylan, was like when people gave me rules, I learned that, okay, those are the rules, but I can ask questions about them and I can tweak them to make them work usually for me. And, benefit you, yeah. Well, or, or to benefit the work that I'm doing or to benefit mm, something, right? Like it's nothing is hard and fast, but it, that's the one of the lessons that I learned from Dungeons and Dragons. And it served as a fundamental truth in my life um, as we've, you know, as I've grown up and, and now we middle-aged bold man with a gray <laughs> beard um speaking to you yeah. ever still fight dungeons and dragons or no uh occasionally once in a while my friends will mess <laughs> around with it or so but that's really but those, fun but those experiences right like if you look out those things that we do they're not frivolous our interests are not frivolous to me they are like a key to unlocking human potential whether that's in school or anywhere um and we need to like make time and space to pursue these interests and just do fun stuff. That's the stuff that makes life worth living, right? So people who might be listening to your podcast going like, I have no interests. I'm not good at anything. That is not A true. lot of people say that all the time. They That's gotta garbage. Dig, dig deeper, man. That's garbage. And what I would say is make the list of things that you think People have told you maybe that you're good at. People have complimented you um, or things that you just kind of enjoy doing, right? And those things over time, like some might, might say, oh, I love video games. Well, my question for you next would be like, well, what actually do you love about the video game, right? Yeah. Because you'll get- There's a lot of different answers. video games. There's a lot of different games that people play and those games are important. 
um, those different styles of games. And people are different, attracted to different things in those games, right? Some people want the high graphics and these beautiful graphics. Some people want some amazing stories. And do you see where I'm going with this, Dylan? Even in those things, there are hints. Like if you're a person who loves stories in games, well, like maybe you should start thinking about stories in other places in your life. Outside and then start exploring other, right. cat- other places. Yeah. And does that mean like finding new stories that you just like reading or is it about writing stories or is it like, there's lots of different ways. So basically you're it. saying throughout life, even like some, like, cause I, I bet you most kids probably have been told by their parents, like video games, rah, they're, they're useless. You're saying like in anything we do, like, like you could always probably take a little aspect of that. And like, it's another piece in like the big puzzle about, you know, your elements. That's it. Look, look for the hints. Like if you're, if you're, and ask people, right? Like before I mentioned, ask people, like if you don't, if you don't know what you're good at and you're really stuck on that list, right? Like go and ask a few people, ask your friends, be like, Hey, if you don't mind, I'm trying to make this list. I heard this podcast. And I was wondering, what do you think? Like, actually, like, what do you, when you think about me, what do you think I'm good at? And you might find, like, if you have good friends that you're asking this question to, or family members, you might be surprised at the answers. Like, it might because be they can see things that you can't sometimes. Exactly. Uh, it wouldn't. I would say like objectivity, but it's family and friends, so it's not really objective. But oh, yeah. like, it's, it's it's a little bit more objective than the way we view ourselves, right? Hmm. So let's just say, like, for for the listeners, really, like, if you could just give them, like one final piece of advice to like put the, I don't know what the, the word is, nail in the coffin, but that sounds kind of bad, but the stamp on the letter, I don't know. <laughs> the stamp on the letter. Okay, so um, what I would say is that, as I said before, right? I think interests and our personal interests are a key to unlocking our human potential. And we have an obligation to ourselves as individuals to explore those interests and to test out new things, right? Uh, A fourth experiment that I'll give you, make a list of people who you know, and, and like, what, what are cool things that they do, right? Like, check those out. Like, yeah, like really just don't be afraid to search and don't think you're going to be amazing at something right away. Like that's, that's no, 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 there's a whole other podcast, Dylan, we could do about talent and the concept of talent, which I actually don't believe in talent um, as really? the way people really use it. Yeah, because they use it as a crutch, right? Like people are like, oh, well, I could never do that because that person's so talented, right? But, you know, like the story is that person, maybe they had some, they had very large hands. So they were amazing at bass. They could stretch and do like notes on the bass guitar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a genetic feature, but it took them hundreds and thousands of hours of practice to be as amazing as that's a, that's a, that's a big thing that we always talk about in school, like hard work uh, versus talent. And everyone always says hard work is, you know, like it doesn't matter how much talent you have if you don't have hard work, you know, because like, It's, it's totally true, right? We can develop the talent in anything. Um, now, I mean, if I mean, there's a lot to say about that, but I would say to your <laughs> listeners, I like, can tell that you have a you have a lot that you know you'd like to say. Let's explore and have fun. Just have fun, and then you're gonna know it when you link in on something, right? When something becomes really interesting to you, That's, like there'll be a you're feeling. Gonna, you think you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna like 
feel it over time, or you're going to be pulled back into it. And there's, there's a lot of research in the areas of interest development, right? Um, about how our interests develop. And there's this, this one moment where things are no longer being given to you or offered up to you, and you're just going to them on your own, right? And that's where you really start to see an interest emerge over time. Um, some brilliant researchers by the name of Hidi and Renninger um, are the ones who did that research on interests. It's just fantastic stuff. Um, so explore, Dylan, explore and don't lock in too hard, but, but don't be afraid to lock in if you're into it. Yeah. Like, fine, fine, fine. you just don't know where it's going to take you. That's, I think that's the best part. It's all unexpected. It's all, you know, ever changing. So look at that, Dylan. I promise you we could do something different with your podcast here today. This is great. Nice change. I hope people enjoy this. Yeah, it's something different, right? And we'll see, uh, you know, see how they, how they like it. Mark, if people would potentially like to reach out to you, where can they find you? Oh, so um, let's say if you're an adult, you can follow me on LinkedIn, speaking of social media, um, <laughs> or they can or they can contact you, too. <laughs> I guess they could contact me. They could, they, you I'm know, not I giving my digits these internet freaks that's another negative aspect of the internet sometimes you know okay i know that your listeners dylan are amazing extraordinary people because i've met some of your friends and your friends are awesome you did so, yeah I did. word to alma i'm throwing you out to alma there <laughs> that's a shout out to you